Welcome to the Messy Life Mighty Love Podcast. I am Abby, your host, storyteller, fellow Messy Life journeyer, and friend. I come to you today with the need to remember that no's are good. Sometimes they're so hard and they make our lives and other lives messy, but I believe that when we need to say them, they're worth it. You are listening to episode 65, The Messy No and Why We Need to Say It. Yesterday, I was tired, so, so tired. It was a day of saying no's, no's I needed to say, but it didn't make me happy. When we say no to other people, we disappoint them. They don't get what they expected. Our children, our spouse, our friends, our students, our loved ones of any kind, it is really, really hard for them. And therefore, it is hard for us. It's hard to disappoint people, and it's hard to know that they're going to sit in that disappointment and react how they will. Yesterday, I said no, and faces turned from smiles to frowns. All-out outcries were heard. In the end, it can just be so hard, at least if you're like me and you want to make people happy. The no is really, really hard. But when we need to say it, it is necessary. One reason it is hard is because I know how disappointment affects me. When I was little, I would just get so disappointed and my whole world would cave in. I have one of my children who is like me in this. And oh, how hard it is to have that life lesson to be learned. But I've also found out that, yes, at 47, almost 48 years old, that saying no is a very grown-up thing to do. By that I mean we have to lay down our need to make other people happy, our need to please others, and do in the end what is best for them. It is good for all of us to learn boundaries, to learn that we don't run the universe, we don't run our world even, and we can't control many things, and we need limits. I'm thinking about this particularly with the students I was with yesterday and with my own children. It is really hard, but it is so like the heart of God when he has to say no to us. That bit of truth about God's no and how it is good for us to hear it is really encouraging me today in the wake of those exhausting hard no's I had to say yesterday. When we hear no from God, or even if it's a no for now, it allows us to come back to the reality that We have an all-knowing, all-loving, 
all-sovereign God who is all-powerful and can do anything, but sometimes he chooses to say no to us. And his heart is full of love when he does it. I think about the no's in my life again, and I think about what I've learned through them. The no to healing, the no to mental illness and still being diagnosed with it. The no to being able to do a dream that I loved, whether writing or serving overseas as a missionary or any other thing. Those no's were so hard to receive, but in the end, they have come with some of the best lessons that I have ever, ever learned. But the really wonderful thing is that our no's leave room for yeses. When we say no to someone and it disappoints them, that gives them an opportunity to extend something to someone else or for them to learn that they can't depend on us like they need to depend on God. I think about that with my children and when they're disappointed by something we can't do or I can't or won't or need to not do for them. They learn to lean on God and that he is the perfect parent and that he is giving them just what they need. It's a maturing process for them and for us, and it's necessary as we walk this long road home. And in the end, we truly get to learn that there's never a no that isn't a part of God's plan for our lives. And I think of the core no that I have to say, no to pleasing others, no to living my life for others, no to the hamster wheel of trying to do everything. No, all of those no's are saying yes to God's good plans for my life. So often saying no means I'm saying yes to him, yes to his sufficiency, yes to all that he wants to bring and give to me through learning hard things, through learning ultimately that he is my strength, he is my security, he is my identity that I find in Christ Jesus. And I don't need to say yes instead of no. Because even though saying yes can feel good in the moment, I've pleased someone else. I've made them happy. But in the end, I've shortchanged the opportunity to learn that I really only have so much energy. I really only have so much opportunity with my kids to teach them important things. I really only have one life and I want to live it well. And no is an essential part of living life well. Because when we say no, again, we say yes to God's sufficiency, his identity in us. And we're able to say yes often to things that are so much sweeter, so much better, whether it's the long-term maturity of our children as they learn to deal with disappointment and limits, whether it's our own opportunity to say better yeses because we said those no's, whether it's simply that we have 
peace and margin in our lives because we haven't just said yes to everything and to everyone. So no is very important, but we also know that it's messy. We feel that yucky feeling, again, of disappointing others, of making life harder for them in those moments. But we can trust in the end that our no's are serving a good and even eternal purpose. In the end, we can take such great heart about no's because when we look to Jesus, we find all the no's that he said, no to sin, no to taking up his deity in a way that was outside of the will of the Father, no to allowing his disciples to have an easy way as they walked with him and as they would walk in his steps after he died and resurrected and ascended to heaven. No to the darkness, no to all of the evil that wanted to take over the malayu of his life or the lives of others. He would say no and he would heal. He would say no and he would rebuke. He would say no and he would make room for the best things for others, the things that they truly needed. And he does this still through his Holy Spirit in us, making room through nose for the light, the light that he has brought into our hearts, into our lives, into us. For we know that Jesus never said no to dying or to suffering or to all of the light that he is that overcomes the darkness every time. And so we can take great heart in the nose of Jesus because they have become the best yes for us. I trust that these few minutes looking at the no's of our life has encouraged you somehow in those no's that you need to say, whether as a parent or in boundaries at work or as a friend, the things that you need to make room for with your no's, whether it's the growth of others or your own growth. And therefore, as you think about it, the, that you would consider this time well spent. For more from me, my journey with mental illness, and many other things about which I have written, and also information about my newly released book, A Million Skies, please visit my website, abigailalleman.com. That's Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L, Alleman, A-L-L-E-M-A-N dot com. There are a couple of free resources there, including one that is free if you subscribe to my blog. It is called The Three R's, A Simple Path to Mental Wholeness. I think it will greatly encourage you about the no's that we say to the darkness in our minds and the yeses that we say to God's light coming in. You can also find me on Instagram at abigail.alleman. I would like to leave you with an excerpt 
from chapter two in my book. It's about moving from despair to hope. And while I don't talk about the no's in here, the yeses that I was saying were direct no's to the darkness. The yes to hope was a no to despair. And each chapter of A Million Skies talks about from moving from something dark to something light, like suffering and only seeing suffering to redemption or shame that can so rack us with mental illness and moving to freedom. So when we say no to the dark things, we're saying yes to all that God would have for our lives. So this excerpt goes like this. Even more welcome than the food was the hope my husband ushered into my mental wardrobe in a heavenly way. After I ate, I lay on my bed and listened to the calm cadence of Jared's voice as he read from the Psalms. His voice reached my ears as a rich poetic lyric with a profound melody I could feel in my bones. As he read, the promises lifted from the page and anchored me in a faith I had cherished for nearly all my 40 years of life. Each word felt weighty, beautiful. His voice stilled me as he read from Psalm 84, a passage beloved by my grandparents. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. When he read of the highways to Zion and traveling from strength to strength, I felt the tiniest hint of courage to trust for more. Then I closed my eyes and I rested. As Jared continued to read, I felt sweet repose wrapping around me, and I fell into a deep, dreamless sleep. I slept for only a few minutes, but oh, when I awoke, there was something solid in me. It filled me with emotion, substantive and real. It also gave me its name, sweetly yet stronger than gold. It said, I am hope. And just like I shared in there when I was saying yes to remembering God's faithful word, I was saying no to all the lies that had penetrated my mind while I was going through my mental ward stay in Hungary. And I would just love to encourage you as I close out this episode to always say yes to God and not be afraid. If that means a no, a practical no, or a no in your spirit to any kind of darkness or anything that keeps you from God, I would love to meet you right here next time.